Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to Struggle Session. I'm Leslie III. And I'm Emma Bowers. And today we're talking about a movie that I didn't necessarily think I was going to do an episode on until uh, Emma, you sent me a DM telling me that, in fact, um, Birds of Prey and the fantabulous emancipation of one Harley Quinn for at least that's his former title. Now it's known as Harley Quinn Birds of Prey. Um, you DM'd me and told me that this movie was actually good. And since I trust you, I believe you, I went to go see it. And folks, it's good. So I actually saw it twice. I saw it twice in the same day. That's how much I enjoyed it, which is, <laughs> and like I said, there's nothing like for me incredibly like, oh, it's, it's amazing. It's groundbreaking. It's just a fun movie. I didn't really like the trailer. I thought it, it looked really bad. I think the like the tone of it seemed off. I didn't like the fact that none of the characters had um, proper costumes. I just was completely off put by the first trailer and the second trailer. I, I liked even uh, less actually. Uh, and I think a lot of people felt that way, but I have news to tell you. Trailer is nothing like the f- movie at all. I They they did themselves such a disservice <laughs> with the advertisement because they advertised it as if it were like a Destiny's Child music video, like a two-hour-long Destiny's Child music video where all the characters just stand around complimenting each other the whole time, when that's not what the movie is, like, at all. It makes sense, though, because I remember they had a Suicide Squad had a very competent trailer to the point where yeah. a lot of people were like, oh, I wasn't going to go see this, but the trailer looks good. I think I'll check it out. And we all know what happened. So if anything, it kind of makes sense. The predecessor to Suicide Squad, Birds of Prey and the one fabulous emancipation of Harley Quinn now retitled Harley Quinn and the Birds of Prey uh, would have trailers that people were mediocre on and then just turned out to be just a very fun, delightful movie. The concept of the film was very confusing, right? Because Harley Quinn, this character that everybody knows, everybody loves, Margot Robbie, mega star, everybody knows and loves her. But actually, the character is supposed to be like a sexual sadist serial killer supervillain, right? Like she's like, she's the Joker's girlfriend and they're like supposed to be super evil. And so it's kind of hard to make a film, uh, starring with featuring, uh, that character and marking it. And this is a R rated movie, which I, I did not know until I actually went in and saw it that it was supposed to be like an R rated, violent, crime thriller as opposed to you know this more like bubblegum poppy like team up like no they spend most of the time like fighting with each other because harley harley is a villain and most of and the other birds of prey are like superheroes and one is like a straight up cop whom harley calls a pig which i loved <laughs> isn't it her favorite little piggy <laughs> Yes. Um, so the film is about uh, Harley Quinn. Everybody knows her. She's breaking up with the Joker. Joker. Yes, Jared Leto's Joker. No, they don't kill him off off screen. They just break uh, up. I think it's kind of fucked up uh, to constantly use his, ca- his character and not actually pay him and bring him back for like a scene or two. Uh, they did the same thing with Shazam when they had Henry Cavill's Superman make a cameo, <laughs> even though they already... Even though I think they fired, had fired him by the time Shazam came out. People who like end up liking Harley Quinn, the only thing they really seem to care about her is her breaking up with the Joker, which I was never super, super into. I, I liked them as a pair more than him 
her leaving him in order to be like a good guy but i think this film did a pretty good job of her like dumping him and still being like kind of evil and murdery too and i really liked that because it I guess my thing is, so originally when Harley Quinn was introduced in uh, Batman the Animated Series, it was just, you know, she's the Joker's girl and they had like antics together. And he had a lot of people who just sort of, you know, did like, and I think the film kind of jabs at this kind of, they're they're the power couple, essentially. And then I think when you kind of get into kind of the, the critical, I think, thinking the critiques of media that start popping up in the aughts, suddenly people go, well, wait a minute. You know, actually, the Joker is terrible to Harley He's Quinn. He's bad. He's Joker yeah. is canceled. <laughs> yes, the Joker is canceled. And I think because of people being aware of that, suddenly there's a demand for media to comment on it. Well, you know, is this a healthy relationship? For one, she's violating Hippocratic Oath for ever even getting with him. <laughs> yes. <you know? laughs> so already that's questionable. And so it kind of makes sense coming to a head that you get this. This and uh, the Harley Quinn cartoon, which I've seen a couple episodes in, and it, it, it has its moments. It makes me laugh. Um, I, I really like it, actually. I yeah. I, really okay, good. good, good. I liked the first few episodes, and then we lost our DC subscription. So, <laughs> 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 yeah, so it makes sense that sort of um, media is trying to really also address the idea of, oh, well, perhaps the relationship is a problematic one. And there is definitely a push to make Harley Quinn, one, her own person, but also, I agree, like, you know, but anti-hero and it's like well 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 i'm not going to say like harley quinn and the joker or what they had was healthy but harley quinn is not exactly innocent um in a lot of yeah. things she's done here either so i really do appreciate that um it's not about harley quinn becoming a superhero just so much as harley quinn just sort of like i said just sort of sitting out on her own and maybe learning to be a little less shitty just a little. I, I don't even know if that, well we'll get into it, but I actually think this is a film is supposed to be setting up for Harley Quinn to be like the top villain for Batman now <laughs> instead of the Joker. I, I, that's how my feeling going into it. It's like her becoming not necessarily her own woman, but her own super villain is kind of more I feel like the narrative focus of it. But but so it's this you can't grasp anything about the plot from the trailers other than like black mass is trying to kill all the birds of prey it makes the trailer makes it seem like he wants to kill all of them like uh for one reason because they're all just so fierce uh, and he just hates women he does hate women but he has different reasons for wanting to uh kill all of them uh black canary is a lounge singer who works for black mask in this one um and she ends up betraying him uh huntress is a vigilante who black mass is getting blamed for all the murder she's doing because she goes around uh killing mob guys who happen to be uh rivals to black mass and then she turns on black mass renee montoya is like a hot mess alcoholic uh detective who's trying to build a case against black mass but like her uh, nobody in the got in the endlessly corrupt and completely inept Gotham PD uh, wants to help her in this. And then you have uh, Cassandra Kane, who in the comics is like this super martial artist who became Batgirl. In this, she's just like a shitty little kid pickpocket. And I actually love uh, the performance by um, the actress who plays her. She's a really good character. 
She's super good. Little fun fact. Um, she's actually the niece of uh, Dante Basco, uh, a.k.a. Rufio. So, from Hook. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, the plot takes a while to get going because it's like all these different characters are have. It's more of a much more of an ensemble piece than just about Harley Quinn. It's about all these different characters with their different motivations. It reminded me, strangely enough, not necessarily of like Quentin Tarantino, but like all the films that tried to be Pulp Fiction mm-hmm. after it came yeah, out. Yeah, all those- different crime dramas you know like way up the gun where they jump they'll jump back and forth in the time in time showing the different perspectives that's what it felt like and i i love that they did that though because that is a big problem i think with ensemble movies especially ones that are trying to you know do cinematic universe stuff where they're struggling to take a bunch of characters you know give us motivation hopefully make them likable and then put them all in the same room and get them to team up so the fact that it's narrated by harley quinn and it's so kind of disjointed and bouncing around um i i don't know i love how that's done because i think if you had followed um the act more linearly it would have felt really weird to suddenly be like oh you know why should all these you know ladies all you know suddenly get along and you know work together so i love the disjointedness because one is just fitting for harley because you know she's this very manic individual um and also just the way it goes you're constantly sort of watching and invested and i was thinking about that um it's just very good I don't know if economical is the right term, but upon rewatching it, all the little details pay off really nicely. Um, outside of the fact that it's almost like a little too coincidental that everybody is connected, it pays off so good. And there's not a lot of, wait, what, how'd that, you know, uh, why, why do they happen to be in the same cell as Benicio del Toro kind of bullshit? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I really just had a really good time, like, learning about all these characters um really that's what drives the film i i didn't expect this but it's not really the plot it's that you know all these characters are pretty interesting margot robbie again does a fantastic job as uh, a character who could be completely annoying and you would hate but she is she's charming enough and her comic timing is you know so good that she completely pulled turns you know this children's cartoon character into a character that you can enjoy in an r-rated kind of pretty violent um action movie um black canary i think jesse smollett bell i think she's another star too uh there almost could have been a little bit more of her in it because she was really good but my favorite character by far uh, my favorite performance ewan mcgregor as uh the villain on black mask he's so good and i love what they did to him because um and it's been a while since i've read comics but the big thing i just remember about black mask was he's a sadist yes yes that's the number one thing that's yeah for black uh for people who aren't familiar with the comics black mask is really just like a gangster who puts on a mask and tortures people he doesn't really he's really i mean and by gangs because you know batman has you know his super villains like joker you know clayface dr freeze and then he has his gangster uh the gangster side of uh gotham city crime but that got pushed out by the super villains and black mass is kind of this guy who's you know mostly one but just a little bit of the uh other of the super villain side to stick around and ewan mcgregor and his portrayal in most 
things. And I, I like Black Mask, the character, but he, there's not a lot of depth to them. He doesn't have a lot. He's not a guy with a big personality. He's just like a uh, angry thug with a lot of money and, and a fetish, basically. And this, they uh, ratchet up like the fetish stuff to like a hundred. He's just this weird, angry, bizarre, scary, you know, character played by Ewan McGregor, one of the most handsome and charming people ever captured by cinema. And I just was enraptured uh, looking at him do this and be this big, broad villain. It was so good. I mentioned it on Twitter. I was like, this is amazing. It's like a Vito Russo is the celluloid closet, just like uh, gained sentience and assumed human form. Um, I, I loved it. I love, I mean, I guess that's my thing too. Like I, I've always had a fondness, I think, and kind of, I guess, a fascination with like kind of the, the queer coded villains, you know? Yeah. And I always think, of course, of James Adonian's like sketch of him growing up and watching like gay villains, gay coded villains on TV and everything. And um, it's just, He's just fun. And it's interesting, too, because you do get the problems of, like, you know, um, I think seeing someone you kind of enjoy, but then also the fears of, oh, well, you know, is is he bad because he's gay? Should that be, like, yeah. the shorthand, you know, for a bad, you know, evil character? Uh, but he is so fun. He's so delightfully hammy. Like, he keeps, like, having, like, these fucking, like, tantrums. Like, he tries to kind of flaunt his, like, class to everyone he's like yeah. freakishly he shows like, them his art collection and shit <laughs> what's he say he's like talking about the tribe in ethiopia and he yes. like just, the mugabe tribe. like just um and he's like i said i i feel like if they he he brings so much to it for what you said is yeah pretty one note kind of scary thug character in the comics an article went viral before the film came out where Ewan McGregor, as many actors have said about roles they played before, is kind of popular. It's like, oh, I, you know, I do think um, Black Mask and his uh, his partner, uh, Mr. Zaz, um, who uh, are, you know, a couple, are a gay couple. And, I, and when I heard that, I was like, I rolled my eyes because they always say that. That's, that's in when they promote Star Wars, they say that thing. And it's never ends up being like true or fair. Is I, th I think the term for it is queer baiting. And I just, I, I, it just annoys me. And it annoyed me when I heard him say that. But then I watched the films like, oh, yeah, that is actually true. This is not, they are actually, you can tell they are actually in a relationship. They do everything but go out and say it. You see like Mr. Zaz gets so jealous uh, when um, Black Maz brings black canary to their loft while they're sharing like I intimate moments that scene because i love their dynamic immediately where yeah. black mask is clearly this this very sophisticated individual and zaz is just sort of this weird creepy thug and he clearly does not have the cultural like you know fondness he just kind of keeps like blurting out stuff just to try to like get black mask's attention again like yes. that is one of my favorite scenes like in the movie yeah uh mr zaz is a comic book character is is from the comics all these characters are are from the comics but uh they're not necessarily directly correlated with it because in the comics mr zaz um he was created by alan grant in the batman shell of the bat uh series and he was just like he was like a serial killer who marked his, who marked his body every time he uh killed someone and that was basically it uh to the character but 
in this, he's, you know, teamed up with Black Mass. He's obviously in a relationship with him, and he's kind of more like uh, a muscle guy instead of like his own kind of uh, serial uh, killer. And I, I did really enjoy their relationship and this, and his jealousy at Black Canary, the way he looked at her, because like they were like Black Mask and him were about to have sex. He was starting to give him a massage, <laughs> and then she busts in, and it's like he's like pissed off. I don't know if you noticed, like, there's a scene where he walks away and Zaz just kind of gives him this little kissy face. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, <"Wow." laughs> you know, after the last Star Wars movie, I don't know if I how many more movies I can watch with a mu- single MacGuffin since that one had, like, 50 of them. This one has a MacGuffin. The MacGuffin is a diamond that holds, uh, that has in. Uh, bank accounts um, numbers written encoded into its like molecular structure or something that would unlock the accounts of Huntress's parents who were mobsters that were killed by uh, other mobsters, including Dun 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 Black Mask, and the and of course our uh, pickpocket, uh, our little shitty kid pickpocket Cassandra Kane ends up accidentally. Uh, stealing the diamond and then eating it and so the rest in, of the film is basically people trying uh the, the cops uh harley quinn black mass trying to find her chase her and get the diamond out of her uh one way or the other and i i love that too going back and i it's it's ridiculous also but going back um i keep saying go back what i do appreciate about this movie is it's not that deep it's more about kind of how it's made, which is just simply what's going to get everyone, you know, to come together for this thing. And then, of course, you know, you put it also in the center with Cassandra Kane, and then, you know, essentially, yeah, like Harley Quinn, the cops, you know, Black Mask, everyone kind of coming after her. And I just love the whole plot point is hopefully this kid takes a shit <laughs> prior to uh, <laughs> falling into the wrong hands. Yeah, they, so it is. <laughs> Many a pee pee poo poo jokes in this movie. Yeah, yeah. At one point, they tie her to the toilet and start feeding her prune juice. <laughs> it's it's funny. It's funny, and that's Harley doing it. So she's like not being like a hero. She's like abusing this little uh, kid who is also a piece of shit too. And like Rosie Perez plays her name Montoya, and she's she's this cop who she's the only one trying to kind of do the right thing but she like keeps fucking up because of her addiction and like nobody trusts her or believes her and she just keeps going off on on her own like it's you don't pick up any of this from the trailer that all these people have like flaws like even huntress um who i have is very different from the comic comic book portrayal of huntress is basically she's batman who kills like she's like too hardcore for batman he doesn't like he doesn't trust her because she's like you know too you know fucking edgy basically in this she's more she's you know she is a killer but like she has no like um social skills so she can't talk to anyone that made me laugh so hard and there's something i think you get this a lot in like uh, the autistic community where it's like you know it's like we would like good representation you know and um i've had so many like mutuals be like like watch her and just go finally (laughs) 
<laughs> and I mean, obviously, it's not like said, and I don't want to be like, oh, she's like autistic, you know. Um, but there's just a lot of her level of social skills that I cracked up at. And I just love her like angry, like snapping. <laughs> she's like, it's not fucking bow and arrow. <laughs> like that, like, um, like, and it's, uh, she's, she's great too, though. And I'd actually say, I think out of um, all the, the uh, birds of prey, she's the one who doesn't get the most, most screen time. So, We'll see what the future holds. I'd love to see her again. I love her character. She's like just so much fun. I'm gonna say about everybody though. I think, just like I yeah, said, in the like, day, like it's not deep. It's a fun movie. Yeah, it's a fun movie with like a really you know great cast who portray characters very well. About the costumes and no one having a proper costume, it actually didn't bother me watching this because it. Uh, it, it's hard to say where this film kind of takes place on the ontological level. Like, is this the comic book world of, you know, DC Comics? Not quite. Is this supposed to be like maybe sort of closer to reality than something like Suicide Squad? I think that's maybe fair, too, because there's only like a little bit of superpower uh, stuff in this. When in Suicide Squad, you had like ancient fucking gods trying to destroy the world or whatever <laughs> this you get like one black canary scream basically uh but you know it it did strike a tone where like no none of these people necessarily have names or costumes there's just uh kind of unique individuals with quirks so it didn't really seem it didn't go full comic booky it was more like quirky criminals than like full-on like superheroes and supervillains yeah and i definitely kind of agree with what you were saying earlier that it has that vibe of kind of everyone trying to like knock off a tarantino movie and yeah like there's very little in terms of like you know like superpowers um one person people have also pointed this out too and i do enjoy this which is so many movies now it's the world's gonna end the world's gonna end the city's gonna be destroyed and they keep it really tight. You know what I mean? They keep it tight. They keep it in the little, like, kind of Gotham, like, kind of, kind of gives me, like, vibes of, I guess, it's not filmed in Brooklyn, but it gives me kind of Brooklyn vibes, like, sort of just right outside Gotham. And the plot is just this diamond. It's not going to end the world or anything, you know? It's just going to give some people some money. What's yeah. at stake? Like, one shitty kid, you know, who's in the foster care system. Yeah, like, it, it, yeah, that's a good point. Like, this, I, 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 this, Stakes are not like, you know, these world and extensions basically like who might take over the criminal underworld uh, in Gotham and in just one part of content Gotham, too. I think they call it the east side, is it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, just just, you know, one like neighbor. I think, you know, a few missed. There are a few missed opportunities. I think there was um, a sequence in the middle where there were three fight scenes in a row just split up by Harley Quinn walking to the next room. Oh, and not even just, a video game level, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Different. And there's and there's ways to do it, but all like each scene felt disconnected. Each had a different song. It almost felt like some of that was like reshoots kind of shoved in for a middle part that they couldn't really figure out. I would have liked, and it was all like inside too, in rooms. Like that could have been something like a chase through the city. Uh, instead of just like a chase through like the parking lot of the uh, the police station, um, but so it it is 
get a little, little bit uh, muddled in the middle. But on the whole, I, I think it did a really good job. And the action scenes, that's what most people are talking about. The action scenes are just really, really good. They're clear. It's clear what's going on. It's all sorts of interesting, fun things, moves you haven't seen in the film um, happening. And it's just it's the, the choreography is just really top uh, notch for the fight scenes. Yeah, I remember reading um, the most of the reshoots were just they brought came in of, um, a fight choreographer, I believe. And I believe it's the same guy who was in John Wick. And, oh, you know, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because people get it. really alarmed. They're like, oh, reshoots. And they said, no, we just want to spice up the fight scenes a little bit. And it paid off. And my favorite one, I think, is when Harley first enters the police station uh, with her little beanbag gun. Yes. And the reason I love it is because the gun only, is, only does one shot. And the entire fight scene is built around that. And if you watch that, like, she always has to reload. So there's these pauses and beats, and she, like, uses the gun like a baseball bat. And then she gets the, you know, the next, um, you know, you know, the next, like, you know, piece of ammo in and fires it. And then she has to do that again. And I, it's, it's something, I'm not going to be like, I've watched every action fight scene ever, but it is something I hadn't noticed before, like, watching something. People usually have a bazillion bullets, you know what I mean? Yeah, and yeah. And I loved watching that where she she has the gun, but she has to const, she has to reload every time she uses it. Yeah, and that's why the choreography is just so good because it makes sense. It, it's, it's happening in the real world. It's existing in the real world. And they set up a challenge for themselves and then, like, fought their way out of it. It's just a real, that one's a really good fight scene. They show it twice, actually, <laughs> um, uh, similar to some of the things that happened when they were editing Suicide Squad and they had to inter- they introduce all the characters twice. But it's, it's fine. It's a good scene uh, to watch twice. And I think all, on the whole, like, all, the like i like how all the different characters had like different fight styles like harley quinn used her baseball bat or that uh, bazooka or some roller skates right uh while you know black canary is just you know this really in in close like martial arts uh type stuff and the huntress has her um, crossbow like it's all good shit and i wish they had emphasized more that this is like an action R-rated action spectacle, not unlike John Wick. They should have advertised this movie like uh, superhero John Wick, basically. Uh, and it would have been, I think, a lot more people would have been interested in it. I'm still trying to figure out, I think, like, why it was so shitty. Because if you go online, you'll see people and people are like, you bombed, which it didn't bomb. It no, made, it didn't bomb. Uh, it made its money back. Like, you know, it made its money back the first weekend. It'll probably continue to get good traction by word of mouth. And I'm sure it'll do fine in sales and stuff. It'll it'll make, like, you know, plenty of money. It's fine. But people are, like, reveling. And then you get these, like... I mean, to be fair, it reminds me of kind of like um, manufactured outreach, out- outrage. You get one or two people like, you know, saying something shitty about like the casting of a live action Disney princess. And you get that whole yeah. like, oh, we're going to see the movie now and give Disney our money. You know, take that Disney. Uh, but you do get one or two like, you know, people who are like, oh, this movie bombed because um, you don't have the male gaze in it. And you didn't make the birds of prey and Harley Quinn sexy, which is 
so weird for me because one, no one knows what the word male gaze means. It's how the camera focuses on women. It has <laughs> yeah. nothing to do with how they're dressed. Two, um, it's Margot Robbie who is stunning. It is yeah. um, um, uh, uh, Journey uh, Smollett-Bell. She, who's absolutely like stunning too. So you have these incredibly hot women. Finally, even if you are going to argue about the costumes, and I, I looked through, I'm like, Everyone has a midriff, and there is, I think, maybe one costume where you don't see Harley's bra. Like, <laughs> Harley's bra is visible the entire time. She's always like, you can always see what bra she's wearing. So people are saying that, too, which is – so one, it's, compl- it's, it's complete bullshit. Um, and – I'm not sure, like, why it did so badly considering, and I do agree, like, perhaps it just had to be of how it was advertised, which is so surprising for me because Harley Quinn's, like, iconic. Like, people love Harley Quinn. She's up there with, like, name a Batman character, you know? Harley Quinn's going to come up there pretty easily. So I'm shocked it's done, like I said, not bombed, but not making in, like, the crazy bucks, like, you know, they'd been anticipating. Yeah, like the Joker getting make making like a billion dollars being an RA movie. And I, I, I really I really do think it's just, you know, these the trailers just made it it made it look like a PG thirteen film. It made it look like not a just a superhero movie, not but without any costumes. When it could have been you know, there was so there was a way to, you know, sell this as more of like a crime caper. And I think it would have worked. They could have sold it as more of like an action movie, like a John Wick. And I think it could have worked because those are much closer to what the film actually is than, you know, this, you know, for lack of a better term, like, you know, a kind of PG thirteen girl power movie when it's not really that at all it isn't and i'm kind of dreading um all the kind of the woke articles like oh this is a brave movie about empowerment and leaving toxic relationships and it, it isn't and i guess i would like for me I love the movie, but I guess I don't want it to be that because that's not what it is. It's not too deep. It's a movie that incidentally has an all-female cast and a diverse group of, you know, said females. And it incidentally is really good and fun. And I really just don't want people to try to spin it like, you know, oh, it's a a movie about leaving toxic relationships. It is not. I promise you. It is a movie about (laughs) breaking kneecaps in the most painful looking ways imaginable. Yeah, there's so many broken legs uh, scenes <laughs> in this and uh I, you when you so the birds of prey they don't team up until the la- the second to last scene where they have this you know big massive fight across the abandoned amusement park i just wonder like was there a amusement park boom at one point in Gotham? Because there seems to be almost nothing but abandoned amusement parks around for Joker and Harley Quinn and maybe sometimes the Riddler to hang out in. Uh, and how big is Gotham too? Like it's supposed it's supposed to be. I it's never clear. It's never clear. It sometimes it's New Jersey. Sometimes it's New York. Sometimes it's just it's never really clear. And there's also Gotham State. And that's just a whole another problem. 
Yeah. So I'm just trying to figure out like, how are there so many of them like in a relatively small city? Because even <laughs> yeah. like, cause even like a large city, like, like Los Angeles, you have like Six Flags, Universal and Disney, you know, which isn't even in the same county as Los Angeles. And only one of those is in the city. The other two, you actually have to leave the city to go check out. And no, you're right. And it's something like there's like multiple, <laughs> like, <laughs> like a perimeter of like abandoned. <laughs> Parks. It, it, I, it's, this is a this is the abandoned amusing heart park district in Gotham <laughs> City. I guess they're the only city that has one so far. Oh, it was probably, and that's like a big point, right? And so many, like, especially the more contemporary Gotham movies, it's like the city's gone to the shitter ever since the uh, the burst of the, of the amusement park economy. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's how the Waynes made all their money. That they, they they were uh, amusement park moguls. I bet they pulled like a fucking Toys R Us. You know what I mean? All those amusement parks are probably fucking thriving. They invested money they didn't have, you know, like, and boom. <laughs> and they gutted it. And then, you know, Gotham City has not recovered since. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but they have they, they have that big, you know, fight scene at the beginning, at the end. I, I love that, too. I, I liked you know harley quinn on like her roller skates like this is also like a roller derby slash pro wrestling movie because there's a lot of roller derby fighting and lots of pro wrestling fight moves uh used and it ends up you know with you know this chase to the gotham docks with and this ending which i absolutely did not see coming um where uh cassandra kane who is again in this a child Blows you and McGregor <laughs> in half with a grenade. That was what I, I like. I cheered like because, and I, I mean, perks of being an R-rated movie because you just see little bits of him just yeah. separating. <laughs> he goes flying into like three different pieces. It, it's so good. I was shocked because I, I mean, because I love the character so much. At that point, I was thinking, "Oh, they've they've got him. I, I guess we're gonna see him in the sequel." Oh, nope, nope. He nope. is in half. He is in pieces. Um, yeah, I just really, really like this movie. And at, at you know, after um, and after they pull up Black Mass, what you see again is that the Birds of Prey are not like harley's team what harley is doing throughout the plot she's trying to get the diamond so that she can start her own criminal empire and become a uh, black mask um the uh, while huntress uh renee and black canary they end up becoming like a superhero team of do-gooders and like harley is like fuck them at the end I enjoy that they did that because, like you said, there's this big thing now where there's a big push to kind of have Harley's more of an anti-hero. So I'm I'm glad at the end she sort of calls them nerds and goes and does her own thing. Yeah. So I, I, I you know, I really enjoy this movie. If you were at all interested in seeing it, I would suggest it. If you saw the trailers and thought they sucked, um, they do suck and they have nothing to do with the movie. I, I, but I, on the whole, you know, I would give this a solid you know like a seven i'll definitely watch it again i might even go to the theater and see it again i had uh, that good of time watching it yeah it's like i like i said just just good good fun like i hardly watch any superhero movies now 
And I was like, I want to go see this. But I, I was a true believer, Leslie. When they announced it, I had, like, high hopes. Like, they were leaking, like, pictures of the characters and stuff. I was like, I feel good. Even the trailers, I was like, I'm going to enjoy this. So it's it's nice not to be let down every now and then. Yeah, and it just, is. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, uh, Kathy Ann, um, she um, directed it. She did a phenomenal like job this is it, it maybe it didn't come through through the trailer but this is a really pretty well thought out crafted film and world and like it's all like work it all more or less you know works much better than it should like this is what suicide squad should have been like this, she, this is like the good version uh the better version of suicide squad even though i like a lot of stuff in suicide squad i'll watch it if it's on tnt but this one you know on the is just a much better you know film much better and more coherent and cohesive film DC recently has been having a good strategy and they take a good director they seem to give that director a lot of freedom and they give him a pretty small budget and it yes. seems to be doing re- it's been doing really good. I'm trying to think. I think Suicide Squad was the last DC movie. Well, maybe uh, when just Justice League come out. See, I don't remember. Um, uh, it it came out after Suicide Squad. Okay, I was trying to think because I'm trying to like I'm like I liked Shazam a lot. Um, liked Aquaman. Thought it was decent enough. You know, love Birds of Prey, and it's. It's nice because Marvel does the same thing where they try to take like, you know, an indie director darling and they're the opposite. They're like, just put your name on it and don't worry yes. your pretty little head. We'll tell you what the fight <laughs> scenes are going to look like in post. Kathy Ann, I because um, she had, hadn't done – I don't know if she, this was her – it's her second. She did a movie uh, called Dead Pigs that apparently got very good reviews. It never got picked up anywhere. So it's lost to the sands of time, I suppose, though. Hopefully this will cause it to somehow show up. Um, yeah. I, I, yeah. Yeah. Because I, I went and uh, I watched the trailer and it's just like if you can tell immediately like she has like a keen concept of what she wants her films uh to look like and um it's beautiful i i I look to see forward to seeing more from her i hope she they get make our harley quinn sequel maybe this uh name change will uh get people into the theaters because i do think calling it birds of prey uh might have been a mistake you can just call it harley quinn We'll see, though, because Shazam, I, I say bombed the way I say it. Shazam bombed as well, and that's getting a sequel. And I liked Shazam, too. I mean, same thing, just good energy, just fun superhero movies, which I was in deep, deep need of. So, you know, fingers crossed. Yeah, yeah. Shazam <laughs> bombed with only 366. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. They got egg on their face now. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pro but tip. Shazam's getting a sequel, so you know, hopefully for Birds of Prey. And then there's talk also of them doing um, kind of a, a similar kind of like girl ensemble with um, Gotham City Sirens. So we'll see where that goes. Uh, yeah, if they let you know Kathy Ann and the screenwriter uh, Christina Hodson do it, I'll be down. Uh, definitely be down with that because I just I just think they they could have gone in such a cheesier. A kinder, gentler direction, and they were just like, "No, fuck it." They made like a really cool, like dirty, like violent movie um, with you know this cartoon character. I enjoyed it. Same, same. I'm just, I'm just happy it worked out. <laughs> yes, yes. It's nice to enjoy things. 
Yes. All right. See, we enjoy things on this, folks. Look, I, I should mention, um, for there was a when we were doing the Watchmen show, there were people every people would constantly get mad at me for for criticizing the show. I'm like, you just are saying it's bad because you said the trailer was bad, and you and if you changed your mind, then you would be I don't know arrested or something. They don't actually <laughs> you don't get in trouble if you change your mind about a comic book thing on like your podcast there's actually like no laws against that as far as i'm concerned but i thought you know birds of prey looked really bad in the trailers but i love this movie so you know i guess we over here at struggle session are able you know to change our minds and grow capable of learning and growing you guys Yes, Learning but the growing. trailers are still bad, so it's not really growing. We were right both times. We were right both times. <laughs> All right, folks, that was Struggle Session. Have a good one. Take care. Like what you hear? Want to hear more? Check us out at patreon.com slash struggle session or sesh.plus or struggle session.substack.com for all our public episodes, commercial free, as well as hundreds of bonus episodes. Thank you to all our listeners for holding us down five years strong.